There it is. We got the music. That's all that matters. Yeah. Right now. That little piano is so great. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. It's podcast day. It is podcast day. All day. All day long. All day long. <laughs> Whatever day you're listening to, it's I'm exhausted day. after this. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, oh yeah. It's public speaking. But we yeah, still got a Sue job was today. like, are you, does it make you tired? I'm like, uh yeah. 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 But it's I'm good. almost 30. Everything makes me tired now. Uh, 30. I remember <laughs> when I was 30. According to the youth group, that's like 90. I remember oh, when yeah. I was 30, 28 years ago. 28 years ago. Well, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Glad uh, you're here. Wouldn't if, that be 38 actually? Huh? Ooh, shots fired. Wait, no, I was just I was just fact checking so people didn't. Did I say 40. 38 years ago? You said, you 28. Said 20, 28 years ago. You said 30, right? Yeah. I so know. 30 and 28 okay, is just, 58. I'm That's halfway in the conversation. I'm Come on, producer I'm man. Or is I'm that sorry. was that new math? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Coming cool. <laughs> Come, is that what that was? <laughs> That, no, that's homeschool math. Yeah, that's, that's, what right, that was. that's right. No disrespect, <laughs> please. Right. We have a lot of those here. Yeah. yeah. I, I was one. So. Yeah. <laughs> but welcome to the podcast. It's proof that We're God exists. We're just in a, in a silly, right. goofy mood. That's right. Uh, so if, if you haven't noticed on our Spotify, and I think on YouTube too, we've changed our logo and actually the title. Yes. We are officially in the book podcast. Yes. And the reason is we're still going to be going through um, and answering questions you guys have about specific topics and that kind of things. Which, by the way, you can do at inthebookquestions at gmail.com. You can send any question you have related to the Bible. But what we're going to be doing is really focusing on what this says in the book. Uh, And so a few weeks ago, we started going through the book of Acts. Yes, we did. And we're on Acts 3 today. So we're just we're going to keep working through Acts. But again, if you send questions to in the book questions, all written out at gmail.com, we will uh, maybe divert from Acts every now and then and jump into answering your question based on what the book says. Yeah. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Anytime we're in the book. The book is a good book. By the book. way, I my kids gave me a gift, and they're going to have my Bible, my the Bible that I've used since uh, 1998. Getting it re- redone? I'm getting it rebound. Dude. I'm excited. That's awesome. I'm not excited to let it go. Yeah. Because, you know, I got all kinds of notes on it. But anyway, so, I'm excited. We're in Acts 3. Yes, we are. Acts 3 is a pretty cool book because it's actually the the first recorded miracle that the apostles did by themselves. Yes, after the coming of the Holy Spirit, Acts yeah. chapter 2, yeah. you know, yeah. Pentecost. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it's a good story. Yeah. You know, but what did you get? What did you get out of it? Like, out of the story? To you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's... I I, th- I think there's something I was thinking about this morning was just the faith. So not only the faith of Peter and John. So if you haven't read it, Peter and John walk into the the temple and there's a, a lame guy sitting there. Lame. Can't walk lame. Right outside the temple. Right gate. outside the gate. Yeah. Um, one of the gates. There's three gates into the yep. temple. It's whichever one was Luke was describing. Whichever one beautiful. was where the beggar was sitting. Yep. Uh, so what beautiful the name of that one. Um, and... Peter and John see this guy, and Peter just says, get up. That's pretty much it. Stand up. And then he helps him up, and he walks around and jumps and follows them around as they're teaching through the temple. But what I thought was interesting was, A, the uh, the lame guy had faith to stand up, just listen to obey Peter. And Peter had the faith to say it, yeah. knowing that it would happen. But also, so this wasn't a new temple. Like, the, no. the disciples had been there throughout a lot their whole yes. time. Jesus might have even been there. Yes. And what we learn in Acts is this guy's. So what temple are we referring to? The one in Jerusalem. It's in Jerusalem. Correct. So it's, it's one of Herod's, Herod's yes. temple. That's correct. <clears throat> and so what I thought was interesting was we learned this guy had been sitting out there for 40 years. Most of his life. 40 years. He'd been sitting outside this temple. Yes. Jesus may have walked past him at some point and not healed him. Yeah. You, so you have to ask yourself the question, why do, why did beggars sit outside the temple? What was their primary motive? Well, I mean, the same reason 
people come to a church and, <laughs> and ask for money and things is because people are usually more sus- sus- susceptible. Mm-hmm. Ooh, English. Susceptible. Susceptible to is that give. Homeschool English? Yeah. Prone yeah. to. One year, second and third Comic grade. Comic core English? <laughs> second and third grade homeschool. Um, Were you homeschooled? Second and third grade. Wow. For half yeah, of I both. never was. But uh, so people are more susceptible to give when they're on their way to worship because it, there's something emotional attachment. Something yeah. So, the, but the beggar, though, things. why was he there? Because he wanted people to give. Well, people brought him, people carried him and dropped him off. So he could get so money. He could get money. Right? Yep. So what was when when Peter talked to him? What was he expecting? Money. Interesting. Peter says, "I don't possess any silver or gold." This points out a thing. As I was reading this, <clears throat> many times we come to God as beggars, expecting one thing. Yeah, and He has entirely. Different plans. Different plans for us. Yeah. Bigger than silver or gold, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're all kind of like the beggar anyway. Oh, yeah. In more, than, in more ways than one. Yeah, more ways than one. And, you know, Peter and John were wise enough and smart enough, um, you know, and obedient enough. You know, when Peter says, what I do have, I'll give that to you. Yeah. I mean, if you want something, I got it, you know, and I'll give you what a you're asking for the wrong thing. You're asking for the wrong thing, but I'll give you what I have. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and stand up? Yep. Forty years. Yep. That's a lot. And and if you've ever had a cast or anything, when when you stay off your foot for like a day or a couple of days, you get up your little little shaky, yeah, little wobbly, and it says he's just jumping, leaping, running. Yeah, <laughs> this is there's so much um, there's so many not much. There's so many parallels that we could draw mm-hmm. and, you know, how many times what God has for us is different than what we're looking for. And we reduce ourselves to being meager beggars mm-hmm. when there's something so much bigger. And the focus, if you notice here, Peter and John. Change the beggar's focus. Yeah. From money to something greater. Yeah. And our hope is that if you keep your nose in the book, it'll happen with you too, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, um, that would be weird, wouldn't it? What yeah. would you think if you were there and you lived there in that time and you saw that beggar when you were coming to the temple to pay your temple tax or offerings or whatever to worship? And you saw these two guys talking to him. I think there was more than two guys. I think there was a lot of people around Peter and John who yep. were following him. But can you imagine him standing up? Like, what would you think? Oh, I I, th- I think your first thought would be the human side. Like, that guy's been faking it for this long. <laughs> Take, I gave him money off, last man. week. Like, Come on, dude. Um, I, I think the first thought would be that. But then also, I mean, miracles were happening all across Jerusalem at the time. Right after Acts. Um, yeah. And so... I I think it would it would be kind of a reality check of oh who are these guys you know who are they um and the people at the temple like it, it's also interesting that Peter and John would go to the temple in the first place because Jesus had already died like the the temple was still teaching Jewish Old Testament Jewish yep. stuff yep and so they still went just out of this the is, law. This is what we know, and this is, yeah, the law. Mm-hmm. Um, but we soon find out that they were outspoken. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really so, yeah, I think I would, be, I would be shocked. And like I said, I think the human side of me would think I was ripped off and he was faking and try to beat him up and get my money back. Yeah. But what even says, and all the people, verse 9, and all the people saw, all the, all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they were taking note mm-hmm. of him as being the one who used to sit at the at the beautiful gate mm-hmm. to the temple to beg alms. But here's what the whole thing did. Here's what it caused. Amazement and wonder. Yeah. Uh yeah. Yep. Why? Because 
up to this point, nobody had been able to help him other than give him a few shekels or something, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is like the beginning, you know, as we starting out in Acts here, the beginning, you know, God wanted, God wanted to prove that what he lived and said and died for was true and that he was worthy of being uh, believed in. And he used Peter and John mm-hmm. as at the beginning to start this. And so, you know, when you see things that are out of character and the things that only God can do, we've seen that around our church. Oh, yeah. God do things, and we're like, what? Yeah. What just happened? Even especially the little things. Like, little things. Uh, we were just anything. talking about this at youth group last night. Like, we had a whole conversation about just little things that led to how we're all where we're at. And Yeah, and, and it creates a certain wonder Yeah, and maybe even amazement. And what it does is it opens our eyes and mind to... Maybe that is true. Yeah. You know? So I think that part anyway. Do you think so? Um, we're not a like healing church, I would say. Correct. Um, but what do you think this means for the church, New Testament healings? Because I know there are people that lay hands or do I've I've seen some guys kick people <laughs> that the power of Christ heal you, you know, and you know, you the like YouTube videos. Yeah. yeah like yeah. you see those things. And, and so like, what do you think this actually means for new Testament Christian healing? Okay. That's a great question. It could take a lot of time, but that's, that's a great question. We got a lot of time from my, from my study and, um, you know, the forming, how I mm-hmm. come to believe what I believe through the word of God. What it does is it, it takes us back and we have to look at what type of book is the, the book of acts. Yeah. Is it, um, is it something that we should put everything into practice or is, is there something different? We got to remember it's transitional. It's definitely transitional because we're moving from one thing to another, Mm -hmm. right? God's, all in the Old Testament, even in the Gospels, God's yeah. desire was to use the nation of Israel to draw all men to himself. Obviously, mm-hmm. through Scripture, you can read it. They kind of failed at that. <laughs> and so he's like, okay, I'm going to place you on the bench. I still have this desire. Am yeah. I going to use you? Yes. Yeah. Are you still my chosen people? Yes. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I want people to hear about me is so important. I'm going to bring the Gentiles in now. Yep. Because before it was only Jewish, right? Yep. Now it's Jews and Gentiles. And Peter and John talk about this. And so we have to look at Acts. I'm I'm yeah, and I'm sure I am sure we are going to get comments about oh. what I'm about ready to say. It is what it is. I I believe in what they call cessationism. What does that mean? Here's what it means. God used certain things in Acts as a transitional book. Mm-hmm for proof of what just happened. That doesn't mean he continues to still use those things. After not the that, church is formed. Not that, not he, that he can't. can't. Oh, no, he can do anything he wants. Absolutely. And I'm open to that. <clears throat> yeah. I'm a, I, who am I to say, yeah. well, no, God, I'm a cessationist, and I only believe Acts is transitional, so you can't do that's mm-hmm. Listen, that's arrogant and prideful. I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. I do, however see in other scriptures, yeah, the Pauline epistles, the prison epistles, the, um, and so I, when I look at that, I'm like, could he do that? Yes. Does he do that? Yes. Now, when it comes to healing. Yeah. Okay. Many times. Okay. And I'm sure I'm going to, does that mean God can't heal? No. There have been people in our church who have been, diagnosed with cancer who do not have cancer any longer. Mm-hmm. They have been healed mm-hmm. and God chose to do that. The problem is what we see in our culture and in our, in our social media context and in our media context is, you know, somebody waving a blanket around in the wind and they're healed. And uh, I recall one video where a preacher got in trouble where a guy was in a wheelchair and he told him to stand up yeah. and he didn't stand up. The wheelchair blows backwards and hurts the guy's back more. Yep. 
I mean, there's all kinds. And so it's been sensationalized. And what happens with those types of healings, if someone believes they have the ability to to heal and the gift to actually physically, yeah, give me your arm. I'm going to heal it. Yeah. Maybe never. I've never seen it. Yeah. I mean, I broke my arm. I should have went to someone that could do that, but I actually had to go to a, a surgeon. Yeah. To get mine fixed. Yeah. You, you know, and so we have to be really careful because it's become sensationalized. And many times, um, uh, I believe that because that plays on the emotional side of people and it also um, opens up people's wallets. Mm. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. It is what it is. That's what I believe. Does that mean every everyone that believes in healing is disingenuous? No, that, that's not true. We've seen it at our church. Mm-hmm. We could bring somebody on. Mm-hmm. We could show them to you and say, listen, the doctor said they have cancer and they were healed. Yeah. They do not have cancer any longer. But there's the other side of that where uh, not not the hands-on laying on, but the the praying and the desperate pleading, heal this person. And what happens when God doesn't? Does that, does that God. mean God is not who he says he is? No. No. So we have to compare scripture with scripture, yeah. the whole council, right? Yeah. And so this, I believe this was a proof. These were proofs. Mm-hmm. Signs and wonders were proofs yeah. that to back up the claim of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, and the coming of the Holy Spirit and his active role yeah. in the believer's life. Yeah. Um, and I know, and not I'm not trying to discredit any of our brothers and sisters who will be in heaven if yep. even if they believe this, yep. if they've trusted Christ as their savior in his death, burial, and resurrection. It's not for us to decide that. But I think as we live today, we have to be very careful mm-hmm. to not go outside of what God's word says. And I know we're going to get verses. Well, how about this verse? And how about that? And we could talk all day long about, mm-hmm. well, how about, well, this verse applies to that. And that kind of doesn't say that. Yeah. Um, and I would say, and you know, we're, we're just in the middle here, but if you want to know, study the book. Yeah. Yeah. Get in the book. <laughs> The Holy Spirit can illuminate your mind and open your mind up to that's what's true, what's truth. And that's all of Acts is just learning what the Holy Spirit do, does and did. And, and even in youth group last night, like, again, I, I was I was just reminding, like, guys, the apostles weren't theologians. They, they were, were not. 13, 14-year-olds that some guy said, hey, come follow me. They and were they, teenagers. They left what they did, and they yep. followed him for three years. They were at the transitional time of needing a mentor. They followed him for three years. Then he died, did everything he said he was going to do. And then they went out and did it on, on their own. You know, there's another side to this coin. <clears throat> yeah. And the other side of this coin is this. Um, in many conservative circles, theologically conservative circles, um, the Holy Spirit is the least talked about member of the Trinity mm-hmm. because of fear of the unknown of like when you read Acts, yeah. I'm not sure how I would have responded. I followed Jesus all my life and I'm I was following the law and I followed him. We went fishing together and we got to know each other and this is what I was used to. And he was talking about the kingdom. And next thing you know, he disappears. The Holy Spirit shows up and you got two guys, Peter and John, who are yeah. healing people. Like, what yeah. in the world's going on? Yeah. And I think to myself, what if he tried, what if he decided to do that again? How would we respond? Would we be scared? Yeah. We 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 have put Jesus and God in such a box that when he does work outside of that box, yeah, a podcast, mm. uh, a pastor reacts video. Um, oh, you have no idea how many. That's comments outside I've of the had. box. It's way outside of the box, and, and it's getting more common. Our, by the way, our people love it. Yeah. But well, I've I've had old, people older than myself. They're like, yeah, I was listening to NF, and I'm like, what? <laughs> you were listening to what? I've gotten a few of those. Too. I was like, you're really kidding. Right? And they were like, yeah, this yeah. is really good. I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah. Anyway, go but, ahead. Yeah, but you're like, right. We we've boxed Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit in so much that anytime something happens outside of it, we say that can't be Him. 
God didn't do that. Yeah, one weird thing that, that we luck. pray for a lot, you know, I, I pray this over our church, and I pray, you know, our guys, our leaders have prayed this, that that God would do something here that is unexplainable outside the human experience. Mm-hmm. Like, do a work in us, do a work in us as a church, individually, show us yourself, draw us closer to you. And the thing of it is, a lot of times when God does those things and responds, we reject it because of a it fallible belief. It wasn't the way we thought it should happen. Yeah, and yeah. so we write that off. So on both sides of the coin, yeah, right, we have to be careful. And interesting with the coin, the truth usually lies on the thinnest side, which is the edge. Mm-hmm. So we have to be balanced in our thinking and in our theology, in our respect for others who have chosen to adopt other uh, belief systems. Well, Not that we don't love you. We do. We care about you. Um, but we've come to some different and, and I think we talked about this in either either two or one. Uh, at the time, everybody was united. I think it's two. When they, they were devoted to the the fellowship, the breaking of bread, the prayer, the giving, the Wait loving. till you get to chapter four. Yeah, they were devoted, right? But And at the time, everybody was okay with that. Believers and unbelievers were like, these guys are awesome. Like, it's cool. You believe what you believe, but thanks for helping me. You know? Yeah. And, and three is honestly, we we're skipping ahead, but it's, it's kind of a dividing line where people start to go, this isn't as awesome anymore. This is a little, little bigger than I thought it was going to well, be. Well, three and four. Yeah. I mean, in chapter four, they get thrown chapter in Chapter four. Yeah. Because the Jewish people didn't like what they were hearing. Mm-hmm. What kind of faith do you think that the beggar had like, and like, where was it placed? Oh, so, so here's, Kind of what I was thinking, though, um, I think the beggar was already aware of who Jesus was, because like oh, I yeah. said, there's a very high possibility Jesus was at the temple already. And so there, there's a chance he may have even asked Jesus to heal him. And for some reason or not, Jesus didn't. But even though he didn't, he saw Peter and John, these guys that were with Jesus, and he's just asking for money at this point. Just, hey, I kind of give up. Just give me money. And they look at him and see something and say, get up, you know, and he gets up and he gets up. So I think, I think he still believed he still had faith that Jesus could heal him. And for whatever reason, whether he saw Jesus or not, I kind of think Jesus was at least around. Um, he definitely, I believe he was. Yeah. And so like, I, he, I think he still had faith, even though Jesus didn't heal him. How many, how many times during the 40 years that he sat at the beautiful gate, did you think? this guy wished and dreamed and hoped that he could be healed. Oh, I'm sure he, I'm sure he tried every, everything he could. You know, how people are when they come down with sickness, we've had, you know, just recently, some people at our church who, yeah. who are wrestling through some bad news, health yeah. know, stuff. And, and they, you know, they want to believe and they're, they're really exercising faith. Right. And it's not wrong. Right in terms of that's what God wants us to do. But it brings up a good point about faith, mm-hmm. and that is this. When you read it in Acts chapter 3, it says these words. Um, it says, um, in the name, okay, verse 6, but Peter said, I do not possess gold, silver or gold, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus. Christ, the Nazarene, walk. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell him to get up. Yeah. Mine, walk. mine says rise up and walk. Okay. But. And seizing him by the right hand, he raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were strengthened. And with a leap, he stood upright and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw mm-hmm. him walking and praising God. So, the thing about faith is this. People that are in circumstances, humanity, there's something that we may want to be healed of, we want God to do, we want, we want to see him work, right? And many times we begin to believe that we have to generate a certain amount of faith mm-hmm. before God will answer. And the reality is this. It's not the amount of faith. It's the object of our faith yeah. that delivers us. 
It's not the it's not the quantity. Now, I know people may say, well, you know, the faith of the mustard seed and great faith. I get that. But we have to continue to focus on Christ and his completed work on the cross mm-hmm. as our central focus of our faith. And and where where are we placing our faith? Are we yeah. placing it in our ability to drum up belief, confidence, hope, trust, reliance? Or are we placing it in an object that can deliver? Yeah. That's one thing about faith. The other thing is this that I see in this passage. The beggar gets up and walks. He he exercised some sort of belief in what Peter and John were saying based on Jesus, the, of the, yep. the Jesus the Nazarene. Yep. That was Peter and John's message. Yeah. What immediately did that do in the beggar and what what did it provoke him to do? To get up and walk and run and what and else then, did he? Well, then, what did he do right after that? He clings. It says he clings to Peter and John and followed them around. Uh, 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 I think he's, he stood up right he's and began to walk, yeah. and he en- entered the what? The temple. Yeah. What do you do in the temple? You worship. You <clears throat> worship. Yeah. And here's where I think we fail. Many times we see God do things. Yeah. And I think we've gotten kind of dull in this. Like when we see God do things, our first reaction should be, to attribute mm-hmm. honor, respect, glory to the person who delivered us, right? Yeah. But many times, if you go back to faith, if you go back to the amount of your faith being about you mm-hmm. and not placing it in the object, many times we can falter in that because we feel like we had something to do with it. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting because, like I said, he he very most likely saw Jesus. Yeah, he probably knew who Jesus was. Oh, there was no doubt. He, and, I'm and sure I'm, he knew. And who Jesus he probably was. he had, had to know who Jesus was because Jesus rated his death had to go through Jerusalem. Exactly, like he, was, like he, was, he there, was there, and he was at the temple. Yeah, teaching. And so he heard Jesus's teachings. I would I would assume he knew Jesus. He probably saw Jesus multiple times come into the temple, yes. and he probably thought, "If I could just get to that guy, yeah, that guy could probably heal me." Well, but he then, probably heard of what happened when Jesus walked around. And people were touching the lady yeah, who touched the exactly. hem of his garment. Didn't even didn't Jesus even, didn't even notice her, but Jesus, hey, who touched who me? Who touched me? Yeah, but so. He saw Jesus. He had the opportunity, and then Jesus didn't answer <laughs> until later. Isn't that that's so the way it is? Exactly, because there are so many times when when we we cry out, we pray, "Oh God, just give me this answer." I see you. I know you're there. My faith is in you, right? Yeah. And then He doesn't give us the answer we want, or no answer and at all. And of course, our reaction is, "Okay, enough." Yeah, I I get it. I get it. Fine. Fine. Let's, can you just deal with it? You know? And so I think there's, like you said, it's not the quantity. It's, it's the person because Jesus still came through. Cause he heard, always comes through. He heard Peter and John in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And he said, yes, Jesus always comes through straight. (laughs) He he always comes through. He doesn't come through on our timeline many times. Yes. Why? Cause there's lessons for us. There's lessons for us that strengthen our strengthen our faith. And this is a right. turning point in the book of Acts. Absolutely. So it's a, it's a big, it's, it's a hinge It's pin. a huge turning yes. point for the gospel. Absolutely. And it, it could have been, Jesus could have healed this guy in Matthew, Mark, or Luke. You know, the funny part about earlier it, on, you think that Peter and John, knowing what just happened, would think, yeah, maybe we'll go to the outskirts and start talking to people. Yeah. They're right in the temple. No. They went right into the temple where it all started. Yeah. They went right into the temple to the people who were propagating the law. Yeah. Right? And denying that Jesus said who he says he was. And, of course, we know in the next chapter that got them in a little bit of trouble. Well, and even even in this chapter, after so they they performed this miracle, and now this guy that sat outside the gate is is following them, teaching with them, like, look at me. You guys all saw me when you walked in. So when, what do you think about when they went into the temple and they absolutely verbally undressed the Jewish <laughs> leaders? I mean, I'm like, you, like, not the best delivery. Like, uh, you could well, have done it a little different, maybe? I, I don't think so. Because 
the Jewish people in the temple, they knew Jesus. Yeah. Check. They believed in Jesus. Check. They knew he healed. Checked. They didn't believe he was the Messiah. So that was the the big X. Like you guys, you guys are the chosen people. Yeah, you're the sons of Abraham, but you still don't get it. They didn't believe that the Messiah had come. Well, he says this in verse 12 that you don't get it. And you think yep. it was of our own power or our yeah, you think we piety. Oh, I wonder who he was talking about. Honestly, religious leaders, Sadducees probably was mm-hmm. my guess. Um, and it's like, why are you so amazed at this? Yeah. I mean, these people knew of Jesus' resurrection. Yep. You just saw this happen. Why are you amazed? Thinking that even it was something that I did or even something that you did because of your piety. Mm-hmm. No. And then he says, and then he accuses him. Oh, that that's the part. This is I'm, the lashing. Oh man, I, the, I I read this and I'm like, the God cringe. of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, oh. the God of our fathers, glorified service, Jesus, whom you delivered, whom you delivered, and denied in the presence and you of Pilate denied yeah, him when he had decided to release him. Okay, but, you're in a church, but you denied. Wait, you're in the temple, the holy and righteous Wait, one. You're talking to religious leaders. You can't and talk ask like that for to a those murderer people. to be granted to you. They were incensed, and you killed the author of life. They must have lost their mind. Can you imagine going into a temple and doing that? You killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses, and his name by faith in his name. We made this man strong, whom you've seen and known, and the faith that is through Jesus has given the man this perfect health in the presence of you all. Peter had Peter had no shame. He had he Dude, had he was, no shame. He was cutting ears off before, oh. and he's cutting ears off now verbally. <laughs> like Verbally, and see the miracle assaulting. of Malchus's ear. You know, yeah. Jesus walks up and says, "Hey, here's your ear back." Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. Just verbally cutting ears off now. Like Peter's going hard. Uh, and then, uh, uh, the read verse seventeen. This is this and now, brothers, kills me. I know that you acted in ignorance, as you what? did, as so did your rulers. But what God foretold by the mouth of all prophets that His Christ would suffer. Thus he fulfilled. Repent. Oh, the, uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Repent, therefore, and turn again that your sins may be blotted okay, out. Okay, so we just read through the whole context, right? Yep. We read through the whole oh. context, understanding, okay, what would happen, what was going on at the time. Um, and Peter, I mean, absolutely, guy just has guts. Lashes. I mean, guts. And it, so does John. And I believe these guys, I mean, 100% wholeheartedly believed and knew that Jesus said what he said was true and who he said he was was true. And based on that, they're willing to risk everything. That's a whole sermon in and of itself. You know, are you willing to risk it in the face of certain, back then it was a little bit different. You know, people get treated differently. Oh, you think that's fun? Chapter four, we're going to throw you in jail. Yep. You know, but we get to this idea of Peter says to the Jewish leaders, the Sadducees, repent. Mm-hmm. Re- Does that mean we play a hymn and he walk, they walk the aisle? <laughs> Did they do that in the temple? <clears throat> what was Peter referring to here? So the Greek word. Literally is, uh, I can't say it, but mentateo or menatao or something like that. And it it literally means mind changing. Change your mind. Change your mind. So like I said, the Jewish people, they already knew Jesus. They saw what he did. They see another one of his miracles. Thank you. Yeah. So, And Dr. JP. But they saw him. They knew him. They didn't believe in him. No. And, he, and so Peter gets, a, and we've we've twisted repent to this soapbox, <laughs> soapbox uh, speech, where we're yelling and you're gonna burn in hell if you don't repent, and uh, and it's very vicious and attacking yes, of a word. See Raymond at RivesChurch yep. yeah, right. <laughs> repent, repent or burn, like turn or burn theology, um, which is so, <laughs> anyway. How do you <laughs> but, think the church like? And we've had this. I've had yeah. conversations with our people. Love them to death. 
maybe some misunderstanding about what it means. Um, what, how do you think the church ha- now defines repent? What does that mean? How do they um, define it now? How do we define it now? We we symbol it with sin. Yes. We say, we say turn away from sin, or it's it's always attached to your sin. So we can say it this way. Stop what you're doing. Yes. Yes. Wait. Is that the gospel? No. Okay, let's think through this now. Peter says, hey, you guys, I know you did this out of ignorance. Mm-hmm. You need to change your mind about what you think about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Who are you talking to? I'm a leader in this church. Who are you telling me I need to change my mind? Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, I'm sure they were getting Can you imagine? Peter just lashed them. You need to repent. Repent. Oh, Lord. Verse 19. (laughs) And return, Mm -hmm. and return that your sins may be wiped away. Return to what? What's he referring to here? Repent and return. Here's what we think repentance is. Turn from your sins and believe in Jesus. Here's what I believe the Bible says repentance is. Change your mind about Jesus, and he's going to change your behavior. Your thinking, attitude, actions. actions. Change how you think, Mm -hmm. you change how you live. It's a biblical principle. Mm -hmm. And listen, even as those who haven't placed faith and trust in Jesus, it's the same for believers who have. We have to continually challenge ourselves to repent yeah. of our bad thinking so that it affects our behavior. Mm-hmm. You don't turn from behavior first. You change your mind first. If you put one before the other, you risk being classified as what the Bible calls a legalist. Yep. Very. We got to be very careful. It, it turns into what can I do to, to get there? <clears throat> what can I do? I and just changed is, my behavior. Which is nothing. I need to go to church. I need to do this. I need to read the Bible more. No. Change what you believe about Jesus. Listen, we're in the book of Colossians on Sunday, and yeah. I'm I'm going to be harping on it for eight weeks Yeah, about Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection, him crucified. You start believing about that. You start believing. This is, the message is not different. Yep. Peter and John were saying the same thing. You need to change your mind about Jesus and what he did. Yep. And return. It will change your behavior. Yes. And so, you know, oh, gosh. You know, here's where we get into revival stuff, Mm -hmm. which always kind of, I, you know, not that revivals haven't taken place. I'm not saying that. But I would say if you want revival. Change your mind. Change your thinking first. Mm Mm-hmm then revival will take place. Mm -hmm. Your behavior will follow. We have guys. We have guys. We have an older guy in the youth group who knows about this. Does he not? Yeah. I'm not going to say his name. Yeah. He knows about this. Oh, yeah. And once he started to change his mind, he's like... (laughs) He was was actually on the podcast. uh, Yeah. And he was talking last night in youth group about how uh, just this this whole journey of how he got into youth group yeah. and how the Holy Spirit, it, it may seem little, how the Holy Spirit prompted him to say in the the seasoned adults Bible study, hey, we should help the we should help the youth. Not thinking youth group, just younger generations. Yeah. Three days later, me unknowingly, hey, you want to help in youth group? Like he was just sharing this. So uh yeah, like the Holy Spirit works in crazy little tiny ways that yes. we can't even grasp where he's pushing and prompting other people and he may be pushing and prompting you to to change your to mind change about your mind. Some, yeah. Hey, I'm older, I need to involve myself. Yeah. It sounds really biblical. The older should teach the younger. I hmm. it just just guessing at it. Just yeah. throwing a dart at that one. Yeah. Like it, it's weird <clears throat> how when we begin to change our mind and realign it with the book the spirit of God starts to open opportunities for us that we're like, how does this happen? Yeah. What happens because the object of our faith is Christ and him crucified, change our mind about our behavior and our thinking. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden the Holy spirit that lives within us, 
that resides the in the same his, Holy Spirit same, that lived in Peter and John, the telling the same people Holy to stand Spirit up. that showed up in Acts chapter two. Yeah, he starts to do things, oh. and we're like, "What? Okay, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing." Okay, yeah. I mean, and so I, this is huge. Like this whole, re- I mean, the, number one, the fact that Peter and John would say that. Yep. Number two, what he's trying to get them to understand. Yes. You were the ones that killed Jesus. You were the ones that crucified him. You were the ones that put him to death. You need to change your you mind. Gotta change. You got to change your mind and about your sins how you think. will be blotted out. Uh, he just he just lashed him. You killed Jesus. You gave him to Pilate. You did this. You took a murderer. But change your mind and he'll forgive you. Guess what? He just gave him the gospel. <laughs> Smackdown. Mic drop. The whole yeah. bit. But and then he says. The, I love this. I love this uh, chapter. And it says, uh, where is it here? Oh, for you. For you. Okay, he is referring to the Jews when he says for you. He's talking to the religious leaders, Sadducees, possibly Pharisees, but religious leaders. For you first. Who did God choose to use first? The Jewish people. The Jewish people. God raised up his servant and sent him to bless you by turning every one of you from your wicked ways. Well, there's no real, you know, the Old Testament, there's a lot of similarities Mm -hmm. because God wanted Israel to change their mind about him. They're still his chosen people. Of course, and he is still going to use them 100%. He won't go back on that. Yeah. He gave us his word. And and when I read that, I'm thinking, man, God is so merciful and gracious and kind and loving. And when we, you know, insert ourselves and we mess up and we get it wrong, you know, he still gives us space and grace to change our minds. And he still loves us and cares about us. I was talking about this Sunday. That is one thing about God's character. Mm that I'm not I'm convinced I won't completely understand until I see him face to face. I there, won't I don't know if I get it. There's a new song by uh Corey Asbury. Have you heard it? It's called Kind. Uh I you know I have heard this song. Have I, you heard it? I have not. No. So the first line is like uh like sometimes kids die. Well, or, we can link it in the yeah, stuff, we can, can we? It, it's a sure. But it's it's that same concept. Like sometimes kids die. Sometimes I doubt. Sometimes I do this. Sometimes I yell at God. But the whole whole time he's been nothing but kind to me. And and the thing of it is this this is just a demonstration of God's character. Shout out Corey Asbury. Yeah, <clears throat> you can come to our church anytime. Yeah, come hang out. Actually, I but, know somebody who knows Corey. I think. Well, no, I do. I do. I actually do. All right, Corey's coming on the podcast. No, I didn't say that. I didn't, I didn't say that. Um, obviously, that's that relationship hasn't helped. Um, you know, but the, when you read this, it just is another demonstration of God's character mm-hmm. and how He is it, so much bigger and greater. And I think it's it it shows like speaking of Corey and Corey Asbury, reckless love. Like he leaves the ninety nine and, and chases yeah. the one. Here is Peter and John still trying to chase his chosen people. They're still, they just killed and crucified and martyred his son. And think he, about that. They're still trying to reach his, he people. killed, they killed Jesus. They sent him, they chose a robber over yep. Jesus. They sent Jesus to death on the cross. Mm-hmm. Acts chapter four, mm. an invitation from God to be forgiven. Even though you sent my son there. Yeah. Uh, how do you process that? Yeah. If it was me, I'd be like, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No pass for yeah. you. But this is, again, this is, it's shining with the character of God and, and his mercy. It's the loving kindness of God that leads people to repentance, mm-hmm. not browbeating. It doesn't work. We're gonna uh, we're gonna answer a question oh, again. Uh, if you have Pick an questions, easy one, please. Yeah, uh, um, right. We just did almost <laughs> two hours of yeah, yeah. no, but like yeah. uh, if you have questions, you can email in the book questions at gmail.com and we'll either dedicate a whole podcast or try to do a short clip at the end. But yeah. we really want to know 
what questions you have about the book. So Dalton, what question do we got? All right. Well, we got a couple questions. A uh, couple of them might take a while. So I'll try to pick. Let's easy see. one. Yeah, the easiest one. This is still isn't easy, but the easiest one I could find is uh, the question is, can there be spirits that still exist on Earth? Question mark. Not demons, but spirits that were once people. If not, how can paranormal experiences be explained? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. I absolutely believe that to be true. Um, although Satan is the God of this world and yes, there are evil spirits. I believe that mm-hmm. 100% don't, I wouldn't think for one second that it's not in the realm of possibility that there are also, um, angelic spirits. Mm-hmm. Some people like to call them my guardian angel. The Bible doesn't talk, doesn't say those words. Right. But I, I think, um, I mean, think about this. Think about the Old Testament. How many times does spirits show up to people in the Old Testament? Yeah, all the time. All the time. Do you think? Don't you think God can still do that? Mm-hmm. He does that, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, He does have a hedge of protection around us. He He does protect us, and He He has at His beckoning will those angels and spirits that good spirits. Yeah. Holy spirits, I guess not the Holy spirit. Right. That, um, protect us. And, you know, this being off the cuff, some of you might say, um, chapter and verse, which that's what I would say too. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what I'll try to do with the question is kind of forward some of that stuff and maybe give you some verses that we can put in the response yeah, for you to look up and, and research. But I, I personally, what do you like? What do you think? I, I, I agree with you. Like, yes, yeah. angels. And I do think there's demonic activity, but yep. the, the question yeah. specifically says not demonic. Yeah. Yes. Um. So I would say yes, angel. And there's good spirits, but I think, I think kind of what the question yeah, the is question asking was is asking ghosts. Yeah. Is like, it possible? If like, somebody dies, do they stay and haunt a house? No. And I don't personally well, believe yeah. in that. Um, I don't think good spirits do that. Yeah. 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 I, well, and even that, like, I don't, the Bible doesn't really say, hey, when you die, you get left in limbo. It's either heaven or hell straight up. No, there are other religions that say that. There are other religions that say that. But so I don't think to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, the Bible says. So I don't, I don't think there are ghosts walking around spinning your doorknobs. You guys remember Ghost the movie? Yeah. With Whoopi Goldberg and, uh, Patrick Swayze, I've I've heard of it. I don't think it's an '80s movie. It. Man. I was born in 2004. Oh, so. yeah. yeah, I've Kids. heard of it. Never watched Children, it. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, I don't I don't think there's that kind of ghost. But somebody asked me at one point because like they watched a, a scary movie and was like, "Dude, I I think I'm being haunted now. Is is this demonic?" And I was like, "Well, Satan uses what's in your brain. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. So if you're allowing that into your brain, if you're watching nothing but but and I like some scary movies, but if you're watching nothing but just intense, I mean, demons are real, demonic movies. Yeah, Satan's going to start feeding that, and he's going to start. You're going to start. I mean, you could very easily see things. Things could happen, and there are demons really out there. So, uh, if you're asking, if, if the question kind of spills over to can Christians experience and be possessed by demons, evil spirits, that would be no. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that the Holy Spirit and an evil spirit can reside in the same house. Yeah. Um, And there are things, you know, in the Bible that talk about that. But I would say this. Don't rely on us giving you the verses. Get in the book. Get in the book. (laughs) Check it out. Read the book. Yeah. Do some research. There's this thing out. It's called Google. Um, (laughs) It's new. new. You You might have heard of it. Yeah. yeah, There's some Bible. There's Bible software. You know, just start. Dig in, man. Dig into the book. No, that's a great question, though. It's a very good question. I think to to sum it all up, yes, but no. Yeah. Yes, but no. (laughs) Yes, Yes. but no. There's a couple other questions, but they're probably going to take a while. Okay, so so. one thing about that last question. Yep. One of the things that I will not do and do not do, and you can talk to my wife about this, and you can ask my kids about this. I do not watch anything, Mm -hmm. nor do I listen to anything that has any sort of demonic overtones mm-hmm. or yep. undertones. Yep. I just don't do it. Why? Because I don't want to give You're the devil it. 
Yeah. Any room. Mm-hmm. Listen, I don't need any help. No. None of us do. Mm-mm. Our minds can go quick, you no. know. So, and and my wife, the, the, hey, you guys want to watch this movie? I'm like, nope, not yeah. not interested. Don't want to watch it. Free. And they'll even say, yeah, dad, I don't think dad can handle this movie. I'm like, you're right. Yeah. I can't. I don't want to. Yeah. So we have to be very careful of that as I don't well. want to give him an invitation. Absolutely yeah. not. Garbage in, garbage out. No. Yep. If if he if you give him something to use, he'll use it. He'll use it, but then he doesn't even have to do anything because yep. he's planted the seed of doubt and fear. Yep. Yep. And God is not a God of fear. God is not a God of confusion. Why would you introduce that stuff into yep. your brain? Listen, before I even understood this, I've listened to enough music that does that all in itself, and I don't listen to that stuff anymore. I, I just don't, not because I'm better than anybody else. Actually, it's because I can be weak in that area and let that stuff like sit in my brain. Yeah. And that's not good. Yeah. Listen to NF instead. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> a little harmless plug. A little harmless plug for NF. NF and also, and Corey Asbury are coming you know, on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, as soon as <laughs> we hope we're going to make it happen. <laughs> no. my, cool. my nephew actually does a podcast. He has a lot of big names on Nice. Tell him to get Corey. I, I think I sent them to you yeah. one time. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, anyway. thanks so much for watching, yep. hanging out with us in the book. Uh, we've been going through acts and answering yep. questions back to the book. Uh, if you so- want your your questions answered, send your questions into in the book questions at gmail.com. I will have in it the book screen. questions all written out. Lowercase one word. Lowercase really. one one word. In the book questions at gmail.com. And yep. we'll do our best to answer them based on what this says. Yep. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, all of the things. That would be great. Follow us, NF Reacts videos. Have yep. we been giving clips. any more t-shirts away? Nah. Not giving any more away. We've sold a few more, I oh, think. Okay. All right. So, yeah, we'll we'll do that later, another okay. time. Okay. But, yeah, so thanks so much. This was a yep. great episode. Look forward to seeing you next week. Yep. Don't forget, keep, keep your nose, nose in the book. book.